Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. There's no speaker vote. Another day and no speaker? I'm I'm sorry, I'm lost. You didn't have it yesterday, even though yesterday you had the vote behind closed doors where the Republicans said it'll be Scalise at a vote of 113 to 99. I guess that vote wasn't good enough because now we've had two days of not having a vote for speaker. I have no idea what the Republican Party is doing and how. Remember, I stated that it seemed that the heavy hand was with Jim Jordan. Absolutely believed that Jim Jordan was going to be the choice. But in the closed door, Scalise gets the pick. Scalise, the majority leader, the number two dude, Kevin McCarthy. That was the speaker until Matt Gaetz decided he shouldn't be the speaker. And here we are. I don't know how you go from McCarthy to Scalise. If the argument is McCarthy wasn't conservative enough. But Gates said that Scalise was a far better pick than McCarthy. But after that vote yesterday, it was Congressman Chip Roy, who was very, 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 very clear. I'm not voting for Scalise. And then it was Lauren Boebert, who said, I'm voting for Jim Jordan. Also, would anybody like to go to the movies? I love that joke. I love it. I'm keeping it in the arsenal. Anytime I mention Lauren Boebert, it's going to be followed up with, would anybody like to go to the movies? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. You should do that. It's a a good place to be. We're building great things over there. Hope you'll join us at TonyKatz.com. Thomas Massey, Kentucky. I'm not voting for Steve Scalise. So, okay. So now what? Well, I was all set up. I was all prepared. I had my C-SPAN open. I said, we're going to watch a speaker vote. It's going to get nutty. There's going to be a bit of madness. You don't know which way things are going to twist and turn. Oh, it's going to be a... It's going to be a show. It's going to be craziness going on. I, I actually, uh, I, I thought I had a, 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 an audio clip of, um, of, of what it was going uh, to, 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 to be like. I thought I had uh, some exclusive audio in there, but it turns out I, I, I don't. I, it, was, it was not available, obviously taken by the Russians. No vote. I thought things happening in the Middle East were so incredibly important that we had to do something about it. I thought things were so important with this attack from Hamas, a terrorist organization. Oh, it doesn't matter what your local college says about it. Speaking of local colleges, these schools are embarrassing. And this is a great, great piece of where to send your kid. These schools that couldn't figure out how to say that Hamas is a terrorist organization? 
We denounce the violence on both sides. Missed it by that much. Really did. Really, really did. A school that will not denounce the violence of Hamas, the terrorism of Hamas, the murder of Hamas, the raping of women by Hamas, the killing of babies by Hamas, the setting people on fire by Hamas, the taking of hostages by Hamas, which is funded by Iran. If a college can't say that, you don't send your kids there. It's over. That's the litmus test. And the backtrack, oh, I'll get into the backtracking but somebody sent me the statement from a school called the University of Indianapolis. Oh, you will not believe it when you hear it and you're like, University of Indianapolis, smaller school, what what does that matter? What do you mean, what does it matter? We're having a conversation about the so-called intellectual elite trying to stop a conversation about what's really happening, showing zero, zero moral clarity. It's madness. I will share what the University of Indianapolis said, uh, and you've got what's going on, you know, schools near, near you. Schools near you that are doing the, the same things. You'll be like, oh, Tony, here, you should listen to what's going on in Tulsa. Dear Lord, Tony, what's happening in Atlanta? Have you seen what's going on in St. Louis? I don't, I don't know if the people in St. Louis like St. Louis. I just, I, I, I want to apologize if somehow that is offensive. Not as offensive as what some of these college presidents are saying. Oh, the cowardice is unbelievable. But let's get back to the speaker thing. I don't know what to do with this. Now, I'm not worked up in the idea that I think it's going to destroy humanity. I am saying that it's weird that there's no vote. Now, maybe I have already explained why. They don't have it together. If they don't have it together, Scalise is not going to go through, and Republicans are not going to go through, 15 rounds. They're going to work it out now. Go to the House, have a vote, and be done with it. I only hope Scalise understands. I only hope Jim Jordan understands. I only hope the Republican Party understands. It's got to be somebody. And nobody's perfect. Nobody is perfect. You're going to have to maybe go through this again. Maybe you're going to have disagreements. Maybe they're going to be very public. What's the main goal? What is the main goal for me? The main goal is creating a much larger majority in 2024, winning the Senate, winning the presidency, then setting in motion plans and policies quickly and effectively to make the nonsense stop. You are not the only one who has been saying to themselves and to your family and to your friends, the freaking world is on fire because it's on fire this is madness and i keep thinking about this quote about hard times i i didn't know who 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 first uh came came up with it i had to, i had to look it up it is a book called those who remain 
G. Michael Hopf. Now, I, I'm, I'm crediting him because I, I had to look for the quote. I found it on Goodreads, and, I, and that's where I found uh, the, 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 the book. And um, it, it's, it's a story. I, I mean, it's a, an author I don't know. It's a book that I don't know, a post-apocalyptic novel. And I'm, I, I would state that based on that, maybe this isn't the first person who came up with the quote. But this is where I'm getting it from. Um, hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. Now, that may have come from somebody else in history. I want to make sure I'm crediting it right. But I have not stopped thinking about that. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. I don't think there's any question that the past 30 years has shown us weak men. Shown us a weak society. There's a theory that if you live too long in the good, you will forget how to keep out the bad. Said differently, even Rome fell. We're talking about the world here. And the enemies of free and thinking people, whether that be Hamas, a terrorist organization, or whether that be Iran, the butchers who support Hamas and Hezbollah, support terrorism, whether that be China and their desire for domination, and nobody lives a better life in China, just ask the Uyghur Muslims, just ask the Hong Kongers, but don't ask LeBron James because he'll tell you you need to get educated on the thing. Russia's desire, Russia with the statement, oh, Israel's doing this wrong, Israel's doing that wrong, they promised this, it shouldn't exist. Meanwhile, not giving up with their desire to take not the Donbass in Ukraine, but Ukraine, and then to be on the NATO border, believing that they can just take and take and take. The southern border in the United States, the people who claim that using the wrong pronoun is a crime. Those people are laughable. You mean if I call you he instead of she, it's, it's, it's a crime? No. No, killing children is a crime. You just decided that you're this or that when it doesn't work like that, and you think I have to somehow bow and bend to your craziness. Gender dysphoria is a mental disorder and should be treated as such. I'm not here to buy into it. I'm not here to give into it. If we're being honest with each other, people who want to use all sorts of pronouns, I don't care. You're wrong. You're ridiculous. And you don't actually know what an oppressive society is. The, the, the meme that has been sent to me more than any other after Hamas's uh, brutal uh, terrorist attack on Israel has been this photo of, I, I, I think they're women, four or five women, they're holding up a sign that says queers for Palestine. It, you can laugh, but can you imagine how unbelievably dumb these people are? Do you think you would exist under Hamas control? Are you telling me these people who want a worldwide caliphate are going to let your homosexuality just be? You don't think you're dead too? Are you out of your mind? 
What's the worst thing that's happened to you in the United States? Someone called you the wrong pronoun? Somebody dared say, I don't think you should be getting married. You could agree that they're wrong. You could think that it's wrong not to use a pronoun. You think it's a crime? You think it's the worst thing in the world? Get bent. You're ridiculous. Do I think the worst thing in the world is that somebody wants to, like, like Nick Fuentes wants to get up there and, 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 and say, the Jews run the media. The Jews control the weather. I don't know what this loser says. I don't think that that's going to destroy me. I think that's laughable. I think that Hamas, a terrorist organization, murdering 1,200 people, and that number may go up, I think that should reset in people's minds just how good things are for you and that you don't understand what real hate is. You're ridiculous. Well, Tony, if we don't counter it now, it's going to be too late. The wrong pronoun is not hate. You're a man or you're a woman. You're asking me to lie. I won't do it. Don't care if you're upset. The same people with the sign that say queers for Palestine, are they the same people who are going to tell me, well, you have to understand Hamas's point of view. They executed babies. There's no point of view. Weak men. Weak people, if you want to be more or less sexist about it. I've been thinking about that quote tremendously. That weak men create hard times. And I'm here to tell you we're in the hard times. We're in the hard times for our country. We're in the hard times for the globe. We're in the hard times when it comes to free and thinking people having to combat the most violent of entities. China, Communist Party, Iran, terrorism and yes progressives who are marxists who believe in tearing it all down these are the hard times and so we're clear they will not end tomorrow they will not end next week this is the moment and this moment's going to last The hard times are going to have to create strong men. They're going to have to create strong women. There is a fight ahead of us. And while we can keep good humor, and we should, otherwise you'll go mad, you can't deny the fight. No, I'm not going to get worked up that they haven't picked a speaker yet. I think it's weird. You would think they'd be like, guys, let's just get this done, get it out of the way. Let's not make us the story. There are too many other stories out there. Every time they delay the vote, they're making themselves the story. Maybe this means that it will be Jim Jordan. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this means someone's going to say, we really need to bring McCarthy back and just uh, keep things mellow for a while. I don't know. No speaker as of yet. I doubt they'll be calling the vote anytime today if they've already postponed the vote. We'll see what tomorrow brings. I'm Tony Katz. The troops in Israel, 360,000 reservists who have been called up amongst them. Uh, They are massed at the border, but they have not yet entered. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. That is the latest on what is going on.
people in Gaza trying to get out. Questions of whether or not they're going to be able to get into Egypt or other places. And really a question of how you go in. I don't know. Did I introduce myself? Tony Katz? Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. Get the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. I'm still at a a loss here. I've been staring at the map of Gaza, which I should just say is a map of Israel. And and in, in looking at this, I'm trying to figure out how ground troops are going to enter. Now, one could argue they're just going to walk in at whatever checkpoint they think is best and they're going to go about uh, going door to door and rooting out Hamas wherever they can. The problem is the rubble. Take a look at the airstrikes. Take a look at the photos. This is unbelievable. Now, if you don't know where Gaza is, Gaza is on... uh, the west side of Israel, Gaza is right there on the Mediterranean and borders up to uh, the Sinai. And then you could, if you will, walk over uh, to Egypt. It'll be a long walk. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's a very, very small strip with a lot of beachfront. Um. We know that the attacks took place in a, at a, uh, a checkpoint to the south called Karim Shalom. And we know that there was a checkpoint to the north, uh, Erez. Oh, gosh, I'm forgetting the name of it. Those are just checkpoints in and out of Gaza. There are, there are others, and there were other places the attacks came from. So when you look at where the, the damage is, where the buildings have been destroyed, and I'm not saying no to that, I'm saying rightfully so to that. The rubble is everywhere. I had said yesterday, it looks like photos of Stalingrad, and it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic comparison. It wasn't mine. A fantastic comparison that somebody made on social media. I'm like, that's exactly what it looks like, which means that there's a tremendous number of places that are very hard to traverse, tremendous number of places that can be booby-trapped. Uh, you have buildings that are still standing, parts of buildings where you can have snipers, sniper nests. You have a very, very hard time if you're sending in troops door to door very very difficult so i don't know if that's actually what's going to happen maybe it's just a continuation of airstrikes is that going to be the methodology maybe it's airstrikes and watching the area to see if through satellite or other uh, imaging technology that israel has do they see any movement and then they'll go in bit by bit and piece by piece now are they going to go in and clean it up are they going in just to, to figure out if Hamas is there and destroy anything that they left behind, destroy their tunnels, etc., destroy them? Is the plan to just leave it as desolate and you end the problem, if you will, changing the whole game by not rebuilding it? No, it'll be a wasteland like Chernobyl for a decade. And then... We'll start taking it back. I think it was the Wall Street Journal that uh, was discussing that Hamas has changed the, 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 the game here. Hamas assault rewrites the rules in the Middle East. That is true. I'm Tony Katz.
the backtrack from university students is glorious. What happens when progressivism meets up with reality? Because that's what's happening. And it is incredible. And some of it is getting pretty rough. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. The chat room's open at TonyKatz.com. Get in there. Don't be ridiculous. What are you waiting for? My goodness. What are you waiting for? Get in. Share your thoughts. Be a part of the show. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. We've been putting together a list. All of the anti-Israel stuff that's been coming out from colleges. Of course, Harvard was at the, the top of the list. Harvard, where 31 student groups signed a letter blaming Israel for the Hamas terrorist attack that murdered 1,200, that killed babies, for the kidnapping of women and children, for the rape of women and then setting them on fire. They got the good signs. Harvard out of occupied Palestine. No, 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 no. Harvard is only out of educating Asian kids because they just have too many of them. Uh, Too soon? No? Yes? Can I get a ruling? Anyway. They signed this letter holding Israel, quote, entirely responsible. Joint statement by Harvard-Palestine solidarity groups on the situation in Palestine. Well, I mean, how good of a job could Harvard have done? What Palestine are you talking about? It's called Israel. Weirdos. First you think men can be women and women can be men. Then you don't know how to read a map. Sad. Oh, you're going historical. Oh, okay. Good. That's that's great. We want to now get into an idea of the idea of a historical Palestinian. We're, man, we're going to be here for a while. We're going to be here for... Can you say ethnic Jordanian? No? Okay. We'll move on. The group says that the attack did not happen in a vacuum. The Israeli government has forced Palestinians to live in, and I'm quoting here, open-air prisons for over two decades. Israel has not been in Gaza since 2005, as we have described. And as I'm telling you, feel free to use the line, just quote me. If Gaza is an open-air prison, Hamas is the warden. Just so we understand. So this gets out there. And for a while, Harvard doesn't say anything Harvard lets this happen. Harvard does not engage at all. It took until two days ago from the office of the president, Claudine Gay, quote, as the events of recent days continue to reverberate, let there be no doubt that I condemn the terrorist atrocities perpetrated by Hamas. Such inhumanity is abhorrent. Whatever one's individual views of the origins of longstanding conflicts in the region. This is the moment. This is the moment where the progressive student realized that they have been lied to. Follow me. On this, Washington Post, by the way, reporting that the U.S. and Qatar have stopped Iran from tapping the $6 billion of humanitarian aid. Oh, so now we are going to freeze what we just unfroze, even though the White House said they weren't going to necessarily refreeze it. 
I'll get to that. When you go to Harvard, I, I have never been uh, to, to, to Harvard. Uh, I did not go to Harvard. I didn't apply uh, to Harvard. Um, I did suggest that my kids apply to Harvard because I explained to them, one, the toughest part is getting in. Once you get in, it's easy street because people still view Harvard as Harvard. Oh, that might be changing. But the hardest part about Harvard is getting in. I think it was Jonathan Turley today who was discussing that if you take a look at um, grades, if you take a look at grades in Harvard, Jonathan Turley is a law professor at George Washington University. They are approaching approximately 100% A's. He, what he put out reads, on this trajectory, Harvard will be at 100% grades in the A range by the year 2033. Now, why is that? How is that even possible? You understand it immediately. You didn't even go to college. Remember, I never graduated college. I am not opposed to college. I'm opposed to the idea that the only way to be a decent person is to go to college. No, 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 no. Trade schools are world class. In the world of technology, boot camps are world class. Dear Lord, the entire community college system, wherever it is that you live, is, is, is a great, great idea for a lot of students. It isn't just all about the four-year degree. It isn't. It is for some. It's not necessary for all. But at Harvard, the only difficult part is getting in. Once you're in, as long as you say all the right things, you get the grades. Because they want you to be a proud Harvard graduate, pushing the ideology that they have injected into you. That's the goal. How else does David Hogg get into Harvard? Well, David Hogg gets into Harvard because Harvard wanted David Hogg. We want the kid who adults utilized and brutalized as a pawn and as a shield regarding the Second Amendment and attacking gun owners because you couldn't attack a kid after the shooting at Parkland and put him on TV everywhere. They wanted to reward him for being a good soldier. Although they probably didn't use the term soldier because that would scare them. How else does David Hogg get into Harvard? His intellect? Stop it. Man couldn't start a pillow company. No, wait, many people can't start a pillow company. He had the audacity to think that he could start a pillow company. That's the crazy part. Harvard is not about education. Harvard is about doing what you're told. Harvard is about the exaltation of wokeness and of progressivism and of telling you that your emotions are good and important and of professors not grading too hard because after all, they just want the money and they want to be called a Harvard professor. Because if they were to actually grade, the students might revolt and say, this teacher's a bigot, and then they might lose their job, and they can't have that. 
Harvard is the finest example, especially when you look at that grading conversation Jonathan Turley is having, of the deal created. We'll create little revolutionaries, but we'll never correct them because that's not in our self-interest. Educating students, creating smart, thoughtful Americans, decent people is not our job. Our job is to allow them their emotions, try not to get too hurt by them, collect the paycheck, and go on another vacation. Oh, and to live on this campus, in this campus world that has nothing to do with reality. Zero. There is no reality on a college campus. That's what makes them so awesome. So when these student groups all decided to sign the, these, these letters, Israel's at fault, well, these Palestinians are being oppressed. They don't even go through making the distinction between Hamas and the people living in Gaza. They don't care. They don't make the distinction that, wait a second, these people would be a lot better off if Hamas was gone because Hamas is a terrorist organization that doesn't care about them. Look what Israel's doing. They're cutting off water. That's despicable. Whoa, 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 whoa. Israel supplies Gaza water? Why? Why? You mean the apartheid state of Israel, that's what they call it. The bigots of Israel, the oppressors of Israel, the colonial the the colonizers, sorry, that that are Israel. They supply these people water? Huh. Well, that doesn't really help the argument that they're oppressing if they make sure that the water is running and the water is clean. But don't let the facts get in the way of just screaming uh, they're colonizers and they're apartheid state and they're bigots, etc. So they signed uh, the, these emails. And then the backlash came. Because rational people people who don't go to Harvard or people who don't go to the University of Wisconsin-Madison or people who don't go to Columbia University because Columbia University is a freaking joke. You got to be out of your head to send your kid to Columbia. I would argue you might damn well hate your kid if you send him to Columbia. These kids didn't expect a backlash. They didn't expect people, even on the political left, to say, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a terrorist group. They just murdered 1,200 Israelis. Somebody in the chat room over at TonyCats.com noted there are also Arab Israelis being killed alongside the Jewish population. Agreed. Without question, agreed. Remember that Hamas committed the attack because they want to kill all the Jews. They hate the Jews. They hate the Israelis. But of course there are Arab Israelis. We forget uh, that... uh, uh, Israel is a democracy, and yes, they died too. This this goes without saying, although I'm glad you said it, I'm, I'm more than happy to say so. But I don't want to confuse the issue of the reason for the attacks and the reason for Hamas's existence is to destroy the Jews, period. I just want to make sure we're clear. So people start saying, what the hell's wrong with these Harvard students? Are you all nuts? Are you all crazy? NYU Law, their, their student uh, law student uh, group, they put out a letter blaming uh, Israel. The woman in charge there had gotten a a job offer from a nice law firm. They rescinded the job offer. I'm sure because it was a black woman that the law firm will be called racist, but whatever. All of a sudden, these progressives are like, wait a second. There are 
There, there aren't supposed to be consequences. What the, what the hell is this? I was told I could say anything I want, and I'm a genius, and my mother told me so as well. What do you mean there are consequences? And now the students are desperate to get the, their names off of these groups that signed on to the letter. Well, we didn't know what they were signing. I didn't sign that. I didn't feel that way. There are CEOs now that want the name of every single person in every single group that signed on to the letter. (laughs) Damn, son! Jonathan Newman, CEO of Sweetgreen, which is a salad chain, among a group of business people who uh, agree with a guy by the name of Bill Ackman, urging the signatories of the letter circulated by that coalition uh, be blocked. I would like to know so I never, so I know never to hire these people. Also, David Duell, CEO of the healthcare services firm Easy Health. Oh my gosh. Cancel culture just came for the progressive and they're freaking out. So much so that there's a doxing truck. Okay, I have to admit, I have very mixed feelings about this. Because I'm not a cancel culture guy. But if you ask me, am I going to hire somebody who supports Hamas? The answer is no. I'm not. You call me any damn name you want. Which part of KISS? My, am I allowed to say that? Uh, Jason, can I get a ruling? Can I, can I say that? Let's just say no. All right, so I can't say kiss my ass? Good. I'm glad you told me. I am not hiring those people. It's not happening. No shot. But now there is this truck that is driving around Harvard, and it has it has um, digital displays on both sides. I don't know if I have one on the back. It is displaying the names and the photos of the students associated with the groups. Ah, I am, I am, um, I can't be okay with it. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. In, in what situation would I ever be okay with doxing? Do we need to define that? Doxing is when you put out somebody's home address, here's uh, the photos of their children, and you try and create a situation by which they can be personally uh, uh, attacked, right? If somebody wants on social media to yell at me for things I say uh, on, on air or, or disagree with me, that's that that that's fine. That's that, no problem whatsoever. Uh, if you were to put out a, a dress or things about my kids or about my wife, that's a whole different level. Um, the giant video screens. It is on the back of the truck as well, and it displays the words, Harvard's leading anti-Semites. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, yeah, I, I do. I admit, I admit I have issue with it. I admit it. I admit that I have issue with it. It comes from accuracy and media. I actually like the group, but, man, I don't, I don't, ah. But look at me. Look at how decent I am. Worried about these Jew-hating bigots who want me dead. Who actually want me dead. That they're learning 
for the first time that their consequences of actions, that they're learning that the real world is not with them, should be very eye-opening, not to them, but to you. That you still have more power than these weirdos. That you still have to teach younger generations, including your own generation, that progressivism and running your life by emotions is failure. And that the things that you claim are atrocities in the United States ain't nothing when it comes to a pronoun, when it comes to uh, what you call sexism, like, you know, women being being able to compete against other women. Um, you don't actually know what uh, what is because you have no moral compass. And it is incumbent upon us to teach that moral compass. We have to take it back from Harvard because clearly they suck at the job. And Harvard's not alone. I've got more to get to. Like, for example, Columbia, as I said, the University of Indianapolis, and Playboy. This is Tony Katz today. It's a call to violence. Hamas wants a day of resistance on Friday the 13th. Apropos, should you be concerned? How do you deal with it? How do you explain it to your kids? I'm on it. We'll get to that next. This is Tony Katz today.